it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show. Um, I have been telling people for a number of years now the importance of balancing the four aspects of who we are. So we are physical, we are emotional, we are spiritual, and we are intellectual. And if you stay in just two of those areas and you don't have the other two incorporated into your life, um, I'm going to say you live kind of a wobbly life, um, much like a chair or a table that's unbalanced that has four legs. So we know what that feels like uh, physically when we have a table that we're eating at and it kind of moves up and down. And that's the way our life is, I think, personally, is that if we don't have an imbalance, then there's a portion of us that is a little bit wobbly all the time. So um, that is where the show is coming from. And the guests that I have on the show bring their knowledge in how to balance certain aspects of those four areas. I have as a returning guest, uh, Gina Nelson. And before we get started with Gina, and our topic is going to be healthy boundaries, um, I want to remind everyone that all of the shows are archived on the website. So that is synergyconnectionradio.com. And there's, I think, 28 or 29 pages of shows and um, about 380 or 85 of them, I've lost count. And so uh, if you scroll through the different uh, pages, you'll find uh, Gina from a couple of past shows, and you'll find a lot of other people that have wonderful things to say. So check that out. Uh, Additionally, the uh, link on my website goes to Boomers Forever Young, and I've been using their products for probably seven years now. I believe that they have definitely kept me very healthy all the way through our COVID pandemic. And I guess some people are still getting COVID or RVS or something of that nature. And I believe it's because the immune system isn't where it needs to be. So again, I'm going to remind everyone that when you have your physical, and hopefully you do have a physical, but when you get that, if you do not ask for these two tests, they will not give them to you. And so you need to ask for a D as in dog three test. That's your immune system. The number needs to be above 70 and um, mine is 100. So I'm not going to come down with a virus or a bacterial infection. um, Or if I do, I'm going to be able to fight it off pretty easily. The other one is a C-reactive protein test. And again, if you don't ask for it, they're not going to give it to you. And that one is the level of inflammation in your body. And inflammation is the source of all illnesses and disease. So you want that number to be below 0.5. The last time I had mine done, it was 0.1. So I'm pretty low on inflammation and pretty high on uh, my immune function. And that is our responsibility. That is not a doctor's responsibility. It belongs to us. So please check out their website. Um, They have 2,500 or more testimonials. They have blogs. They have their own podcast. They have a lot of videos. Maybe there's going to be something there that will speak to your health needs. And if you decide to order, then if you put my first name, L-U-C-Y, in the discount code box, you're going to get $5 off 
It can be applied wherever you want to apply it. But um, you can do that with every single order. Just use my first name and you're going to get $5 off. Uh, they do offer a lot of buy one, get one too sometimes. So that's kind of cool. All right. So welcome back to the show, Gina. And we're going to be talking about healthy boundaries as an act of self-love. And I think that is so cool because as a professional therapist still working with people, boundary setting is one of the core things I talk about all of the time because we give away our own rights most of the time. When we're in a relationship, we want it to work. And so many times we have a taker and we have a giver. <laughs> and, you know, they don't know where their boundaries end because they take all of us uh, with them. And sometimes we as caregivers, which I think you and I are, um, yes. it's really important to understand how to say no, you know, that this is not okay. So I know that's our topic today and how exciting because I, I believe it's so important. Thanks, Lucy. I appreciate um, having the opportunity back on your show and to have a conversation about this. It's um, definitely something, boundaries have definitely been a factor in the experience of my life, um, whether they are have been unhealthy boundaries or learning healthy boundaries. Um, I agree with you that it's a main factor. Um, mm -hmm. In, in so many of our lives, because um, I know for myself, you know, I was acting out of self-protection or acting out of defense if I felt my boundaries being pushed. And then I also feel like I personally had a low sense of um, sense of self-worth and a low sense of self because I didn't quite understand um, where I began and where other people started mm -hmm. um, and didn't have a sense of how to have healthy boundaries um, and still know that I could have my open heart, right? I thought that one would kind of take away the other. And so learning how to have um, healthy boundaries and know that my heart energy actually can be even bigger, wider, um, and more accessible to myself and to others because of the boundaries I understand now about mm -hmm. who I am and that I have a right to them. Um, has been so helpful for me to just be more, more authentically who I am. So yes, I love this topic too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of times people don't understand that when they set a boundary, it allows them to feel safe. Mm. And if you feel safe, you can give more Absolutely. because you're not busy protecting yourself. Absolutely. I think that's so true. I um, did a workshop recently and I, and I just uh, kind of put together a, a definition of, of healthy boundaries and unhealthy boundaries. And I'm, uh, I thought I'd read them and then we uh -huh. can just kind of talk a little bit about that. So it's a healthy boundary is a clear, kind, direct, consistent expression of your most authentic self. Healthy boundaries lead to more fulfilled and balanced lives. They make you feel freer to be you. Healthy boundaries are definitions. They're defining edges that we create around our emotions our emotional body, our physical body, and our mental bodies to stay connected and in relationship and content with who we are. We can live life on our own terms. So, and healthy boundaries support, you know, support us as people. And then I put, we are human, we have needs. And the reason I put that one in there is because I think when we as human beings, 
accept that we have needs because we are human um, and we all have um, things that help us feel safer, more confident, more secure, happier, whatever those individual things are that make us, um, us, that it's okay to have those needs, to define those needs and then ask for what we need. Um, and so I put that in there as well, because that I think for me was something growing up that I, I was the middle child. So, you know, I think a lot of middle, middle children mm -hmm. uh, kind of give away their needs uh, as a general rule to be the peacekeeper, um, or maybe they don't feel like there's room for, for their needs. And so I think I started a pattern of um, kind of pushing away my needs and then put that into a category of, well, I'll just be a giver then, right? I just won't have any needs. And so I put that in the healthy boundary definition um, also as a starting place for defining what are those needs and who am I um, and what did do you, I want. Yeah, did you find that because you kind of thought that way of, I just won't have any needs, that you became resentful and angry? I did not notice that until mm -hmm. probably in my, I'd say in my late 30s, in my 30s at some point, maybe my 40s, mm. I'm 50 now, um, that I think the frustration for me probably came with, and I've been married for 20, 22 years, is, you know, I directed my resentment at my husband. Um, but really what it was, was feeling that I did not um, honor myself <laughs> enough in my decades and give myself enough credit and enough self-worth and underfine, you know, define and define my edges, right, mm -hmm. of who I was as a person. And so there was just a lot of merging um, that I- Did, did you ever with. feel like you were lost in the, you know, like as you made the journey that, okay, now who am I really? And what is important to me as you were in that self-discovery process? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I feel like I've been clear about, you know, who I am and what's important to me. I think the piece that was important for me to solidify um, was that, again, it was okay for me to have those needs, a reconciliation of, it is okay that I have these desires, these needs, these wants. Um, and then I would say, um, again, back to that sense of self, that by putting those pieces together of, of really clarifying who I am, what are my values, that I became really self-referential. Mm -hmm. um, that was all there before. I just don't think I knew how to put it together. Like it was a bit of a puzzle piece. So mm -hmm. I don't know if I felt lost. I just felt like I didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. That makes any sense. Yeah. No, I mean, I it does because I think we, we have all of these aspects. It, just like I say with the intellectual, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. Each one of those big areas have many subdivisions. Mm -hmm. And so as you begin to put the puzzle together as to who is, you know, who's Lucy, who's Gina, you know, who's anybody, um, we have been a wife, we've been a mother, we've been a daughter, we've been a sister, we've been a coworker, you know, we're all these different components, but at the core, you know, we're still who we are. And we just go visit these other areas. And um, so I think that that's kind of critical is to do that 
you know, self-evaluation, you're not always going to be the caregiver in every one of those or the peacemaker in every one of those or the CEO in every one of those. Yes. And, you know, and for me, when you said, did I feel lost? I think one of the things that kept me from feeling lost was that I always had a knowing, right? And I think a lot of us have a, a little bit of a an undeniable knowing that about something about ourselves. And for us, I always knew I had a big heart and I had a lot to give. I was mm -hmm. I never I never questioned that, even if I didn't know the the edges of who I was, like that I knew was true. Now, whether I would be able to be healthy enough or um, accessible enough or open enough to do everything I wanted with that open heart, that was still in question. But I think when I began to define who I was through my own lens, holding on to that knowing that my open heart, the piece that I wanted to, to continue to show and be in the world, that as I, as I began to know that that actually was only getting bigger and that kind of, it was like a feedback loop was the more my heart, more I could connect with who I was as an open-hearted person, then the more confident I felt, the more in control I felt, the more I recognized my self-worth. It all kind of helped me define me and I didn't have to lose anything. I actually got to be more me than I had been being to your point with defenses and things coming out sideways and mm -hmm. resentments and all of these things that would kind of clutter my um you know my energetic system and my my mental fog and my physical energy you know once i uh had the clearer boundaries um and a clearer sense of who i was and a sense of self it, that could come through a lot a lot um stronger and mm -hmm. that made me feel even more connected to me and even more home you know much more home you know, the thought that occurs to me when I look at a child, um, especially when they're around five or six, you know, they've started preschool or they're entering first grade, is wouldn't it be wonderful if they understood who they were then? Mm. You know, so they could shape themselves through their own choices and not be shaped by teachers or by well-meaning adults that are in their life or other kids, you know, peers, if they actually had at the core of who they were, they understood. And I, I don't, I know you work with children. So oh. do you in some way help them begin to appreciate, you know, all the wonderful things that they are? Yeah. You know, I think that is um, that the, one of the main teaching points that I have anytime I work with kids, and it's usually the most favorite thing when I when I ask for their reflections, is the reminder that they um, are in essence perfect, and that mm -hmm. they have a diamond core at the center of their being, that no matter what their experiences are, no matter what their self, you know, inner dialogue is, um, no matter what someone from the outside, right, has told them, no matter what um, negative experiences that they have, that that diamond core can never be altered or changed. And the relief that comes over their faces. I mean, I remember the first time I heard that and really heard it. I was probably in my early 20s. Like the first time where I said, oh, really? Like really, no matter <laughs> what happens to me, I there's still an essence of who I am that can never be damaged. And um, 
and I'm the survivor of childhood abuse. And so, you know, for a lot of survivors, you know, that piece gets Mm -hmm. um, a bit mangled uh, in our own uh, sense of who we are. Right. But regardless of trauma or no trauma, I think having children hear that many, 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 many times and be reminded of that um, is so important because um, otherwise we begin and they begin uh, to identify with their experiences. You know, this is who they am, are, this is how they've been damaged or hurt or broken. And when I work with children with a healthy secret keeping and, and teaching them about, you know, how to navigate the world of secrets, a lot of that is so that they um, you know, they're inevitably going to run into secrets. We are human. We all will have secrets. Um, but I don't want that to be a piece that then um, uh, questions, mm-hmm. you know, those secrets, those experiences, to have them then question that self, that self-worth, that self that, right. that essence that is pure. Right. So that's a piece that I try to offer. Hmm. I, uh, I was thinking, you know, when you were talking about that, there was a story, local story, about a young lady who I think she's in her early 20s now and she's in college. But uh, as a child, she was on the autism spectrum and she ended up, uh, you know, going through school with special IEPs, um, you know, to help her navigate. But when she got to high school, they did a horrible job with her IEP and she started cutting on herself you know, to say, I'm hurting somebody, you know, do something here. And they basically kept turning their head, you know, they would put her in a a room by herself. Um, Mm -hmm. And she finally, you know, wrote a note and said, I'm going to take my life at school so that you understand how serious this has been. And she did, she tried to, you know, somebody found her before she died, and they, you know, brought her back. Uh, obviously, and she's now thinking about becoming an attorney and actually working with children who have special needs, such as herself. Mm. But her identity was shaped all the way from early childhood because she fell on the autism spectrum. So that's who she was. Mm. You know, they neglected to say you're so much more than this. But all of the schools and all of her adult uh, contacts had identified her as a diagnosis. And then how many times does that happen with adults, you know, that are seniors, you know, they've retired. So now their life is more limited because they're no longer working and have that association. And so their life becomes their diagnosis as a senior. You know, I have cardiovascular disease, I have cancer, I have this, I have that. And again, so sad because you're so much more than that. But our society tends to do a labeling job as to whatever you are at whatever stage in life you are. That's such a um, powerful story, first of all. Um, And yeah, there's there's so so much to that story. And I love that the the um, student is taking her story and, and going to help. Mm-hmm. other people because when you when you know that you have been missed um and not seen uh to have to become empowered and and use that mm-hmm. uh, is heroic and, and how she was able to uh, to do that i mean i'm i'm just because uh, i mean these are some of the kids that i used to work with all the time yeah. and the fact that she did that on her own she had enough 
gumption, you know, deep inside to say, no, I am not going to let my life end this way. I'm going to make, you know, I think um, there is a saying and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on uh, how it ends, but it's like, make your mess, your message. It's something oh. like that. And I think that's what she did is yeah. she, you know, ha had a life that was pretty messy all the way around. Yeah. But then she's stepped forward and said, no, I don't want that to define who I am for the rest of my life. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that goes back to the beginning of this, this conversation about, you know, defining ourselves and our sense of selves is that when, when I, and, and the people I work with, and when we can start defining ourselves based on our values, mm -hmm. it becomes a very different, deeper um, um, grounded connection. It's, you know, I'm a, you know, I value this, I value that I do this type of work, I do that type of work, but I value, I commit to right all of these different words of who I am is, a, it seems to be less, um, I don't know if transients the word than our job or our role, mm -hmm. or these things, as you say, as seniors get older, and now they've mm -hmm. lost the title of their job. Mm -hmm. And then who are they? And so I think anytime we can instill encouraging young ones to know what their values are and really feel good about that, it's a great starting point. It absolutely is. Well, we're going to take a real quick break to have a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as my guest, Gina Nelson, and we're talking about setting healthy boundaries. And um, so when you, in your... 20s began to say, okay, I am much more than who I think I am. Um, did your life just like all of a sudden begin to turn around? Um, that's a really inter interesting question. Let me think about that for a second, because it certainly did not just turn around. Um, and I, and I think one way to explain that is to go back to what you talk about uh, at the beginning of the show about the table mm -hmm. um, and it being wobbly. And if we don't have all those, those pillar, those um, legs, um, uh, you know, in balance. And so I'd say for me that, you know, I'm a very um, emotional person. Um, I'm a very aware person. Um, my body is very sensitive and I'm a very uh, inquisitive person. So I'm always thinking about, you know, uh, life and spirituality. So I'm a deep thinker that I think that when any time I come up, up to a new um, awareness, it then it has to go through each of those layers. Mm -hmm. And so while I may have had this awareness of, oh, I, um, 
uh, I am worthy or I um, uh, have more self-esteem or, or that there's a part of me that's always never can be broken, right? All the pieces, my physical body was still, you know, um, wounded from all the years of, you know, stress, chronic stress. And so, you know, that played out for another decade or two mm. um, in my body, right? So the awareness and the growth could be there, but the body's on its own time uh, frame. And then same thing, I think, with mental health, you know, that, you know, my nervous system, all of that, everything kind of played out on its own. It was all going towards the same, um, more whole conclusion, but they were playing out uh, individually timelines. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't just a quick turn. I think it, um, it helped me then begin to surround myself with the people that had similar beliefs, similar, I could resonate with, um, I could be inspired by, I could feel connected to. So I think, you know, that continues to build its own momentum, right? When you surround yourself by the people that help Mm -hmm. you, um, kind of live in the world the way that you want to be, the way that you um, feel inspired by. So I think that that uh, definitely never stopped, right? It was just kind of the doors just kept opening to um, me stepping into more of what who I knew that I was, and I would have more permission and more encouragement to do that. So in your life today, because I know for me, this is true, I continue to, to get all of these aha moments. <laughs> And, you know, and, and it may be something really tiny or somebody will say something that I hadn't thought about. And then it's like, huh, you know, that's a really good point, you know, or <laughs> a good reflection or something. So I think as we get older and we're beginning to see the, the big puzzle, yeah. you know, because we start with this little one. Uh, I think of it <laughs> as a uh, you know, like the way we used to do puzzles is we'd put the outside pieces together yes. and then you'd work inward, right? Uh-huh. And so depending on how old we are, um, we're moving much more towards the center core yes. and all of these outside pieces have shaped us. Yes. But the core is there. And for me, like I said, I continue to get these, oh my goodness, I'd never put it, put that piece in place. And now I can, and now I can see that, uh-huh. Okay, this makes sense now. Yeah, I love that. And I agree with you. I've there's never been a moment in my life where I've thought, oh, I got it figured out now. I, I feel like, <laughs> you know, I'm an, I'm on another rung of the spiral, you know, mm-hmm. having a different perspective of maybe the same issue. Um, but it's a never ending spiral up. Um and uh and that's part of the joy of it. I mean, for me is that kind of beginner's mind and that endless curiosity right. of uh what it is to be like a a spiritual being living in a, in a human body. And, and I feel every day, I feel blessed that I have another day because I am, uh, I think it's a magical journey. You know, yeah. I, I don't think it's always easy. I think, no. you know, well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have chosen. To, I, I mean, I believe we choose to come into whatever body, you know, we happen to inhabit at this particular moment. So I believe in past lives, but um, I think that it's, it's fascinating there, there was a, it was an actual bookmark and I had it for the longest time and just like that, it disappeared. So I guess I didn't need to keep it anymore, but the message has always been there for me. Um, and that's that our life is like a patchwork quilt and it's not until we die that we get to look down 
And at that moment, we can see what our life was really about because we're always working on one piece, Mm -hmm. just like when you put it into a quilt. So you work on the piece of wherever you happen to be at the moment. But then, you know, let's say 40 years later, your life ends. And as you go sailing off into the ever life, um, you're, you're looking at your life and you're going, wow, that is so interesting yeah. that our life, you know, did this and this and this and this and this. And hopefully we learned some beautiful lessons along the way. Yeah, I love that. I love that image of looking down and and uh, and still still having a ha moments right at that point. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's beautiful. Um, I had two things. I don't know how many minutes we have left, but we're good for now. Okay. One is a poem um, uh-huh. that I thought I could read. And then the other one was just a little like four-step toolkit um, okay. to help people as they are kind of becoming aware of their healthy boundaries. So, um, or how to set healthy boundaries. So um, this is a poem I wrote probably oh, was a couple of years ago and it's called Claim Your Space. And I wrote it at another go around of the spiral, right, of not just a really um, feeling permission, right, to step even more fully into who I am. And then also noticing um, the things that kind of my self doubt, right, my own narrative that pulls me away from my sense of self or comparison or other people's interpretation of me or perspectives. And so this Mm -hmm. is just a poem uh, inspired by that. Claim your space. Claim your space. You are worthy. Claim your space. Taste your embrace. Surviving the race to define your sublime and glorious self. To live long enough to relate. To fight the insanity of the middle space between eyes that judge and nudge the swinging iron pendulum to stay in one place that defies gravity and humanity. Claim your space that you are here, that you came and brought it, that you survived. I see you and without you, I would not be, not me. Perhaps some other version falsified and fossilized by the great purge that urges to hide truth and lies of obscurity and the absurd. Claim your space that you survived and showed up, shows my eyes a place to try to retrace, to refine and define my essence, my basic presence, fulfilling my dream to be seen through truth colored glasses, not worn by the masses, but created by the sand as it sifts through my hand. Claim your space my glass, my sandcastles washed away by self-doubt, mud smeared across my vision, creating division like sorting apples, nourish the best ones and discard the rest, oneness erased. I wrestle and dismantle this lie in the light, come eat off my plate and taste the flavor cut by my knife and savored, the quest for joy unwavered by the false night. And then claim your space, you are worthy. Claim your space. Without you, I would not be. Claim your space. I like that a lot. Oh, thank you. 
Yeah, and just a reminder, you know, that, you know, the line in there I love is, I see you and without you, I would not be. Mm -hmm. not me. Mm -hmm. And really just everyone's giving everyone that permission that the more that we define who we are, right, the more that we all can be ourselves and it gives other people permission to do that. So right, right. I just wanted, uh, wanted to share that that journey and also you know my own narrative my own self-doubt trying to pull my um sure my own boundaries away so i like poetry and art as a way to talk about concepts oh for sure yeah I'm, I'm sure that uh salvador dali felt that way too <laughs> or van gogh or michelangelo or any of the great artists of the world Yeah, speak, you know, symbols and metaphors and all of that have such Mm a -hmm. nice way of, of working, working on our subconscious for sure. For sure. And then the last thing was um, just a healthy boundary awareness. So, you know, if your listeners are thinking about, oh, wow, this is a, a new topic or I haven't really explored this. One thing, you know, is just the awareness is such a big piece It's just noticing where, where does this start showing up in your life? Um, And then noticing the compression. So if if someone's pushing on your boundaries or you're pushing on someone else's boundaries or something just doesn't feel like you're in your own sense of self, just noticing that compression will bring so much um, information. And then when you notice that compression, just building a landing, building a safe place to just stop, try to get a sense of what's going on if you have that time or set aside the time for later. Um, But know that setting aside that time is so important because there's information coming and learning coming and awareness Mm -hmm. is coming. Mm -hmm. And then just watching our thought patterns and narratives in that on that landing, you know what's happening is, you know, as I'm having a fight with my husband and we're arguing, you know what's happening and just watching my thoughts and patterns about it. Mm -hmm. And then using tools and you know that uh, there's lots of tools for um, which we didn't have time to cover in this but um, lots of tools for you know, uh, setting your healthy boundaries and, and voicing your boundaries. So maybe that could be for another show, but. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, journaling, if somebody has never tried it, it's not that you really, I mean, it's great if you can say, okay, I'm going to journal every morning or I'm going to journal before I go to bed or, you know, picking a set time. But even if you only can do it a couple of times, you know, a week or a month, it gives you a reference point. so that you know where you were and kind of where you're going. <clears throat> so that's beneficial as you're uh, establishing those healthier boundaries, you know, what you will now allow and what you're going to say no to. Mm, I love that. Yeah, it's always a, a so nice to have a place, you know, when we're living our lives, we're busy living them, right? So we there's not the reflections not happening necessarily in that moment, but to be able to go back and, mm-hmm. and, you know, put down what we want for ourselves, and then be able to check in and, and see like, are we giving ourselves again, the, the roadmap, the permission um, Mm-hmm. Right, right. to, to continue to, to work towards that. <clears throat> one of the things, uh, we've got a few minutes left, but one of the things that kind of fit in with all of this too, uh, I don't remember whether you and I've talked about this, but uh, if you are in the middle of, let's say an argument with a coworker or your spouse or your kids, Uh, or even a friend, you know, where you've had a disagreement of ideas is take a deep breath because that's going to recenter you. 
you know, so be very conscious of breathing deeply and not just the thoracic breathing that we tend to do when we're, uh, you know, in an anxious moment or a frightened moment about, okay, where is this going? And then when you take that deep breath, be thinking of questions that are like what, when, where, who, and how questions. Because our tendency, because of the way most of us have been brought up, is to say, why? You know, why did you do such and such? Well, the minute you ask a why question, you get a defensive answer. Mm. You know, it's just like you cross yourself. <laughs> and um, and you're thinking of how you're going to respond to a why question rather than really listening to what is being said. Mm. So if you can ask, you know, what made you think that was a good idea? That's a good one for kids. And then don't say anything else. Just ask the question and stay quiet and let them, they're going to come back probably and say, well, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, you can say, well, let's, let's dig a little deeper than that. Let's, let's see if we can find out maybe a better answer that kind of answers the, you know, what was the reason or, you know, when did you discover this or how do you want to go forward? But there's so many different ways you can ask for information yeah. that draws people out to thinking about behavior as opposed to defending behavior. That's such a great point. And, you know, and it reminds me to, you know, to, to share with viewers that, and I know for me, when I began to set my boundaries um, and to understand myself, to, to explore them, not set them, mm -hmm. to explore them within myself, things came out, they came out sideways. Um, things got a bit <laughs> awkward because I was redefining what was okay with me and not okay with me. Mm -hmm. um, and also trying to become confident in doing that. The whole thing was, you know, kind of a, a revamp of, of who I was. And so I did a lot of uh, communicating. So to your point of these questions and these conversations of, hey, you know, right now I'm trying to work on some things that are making me feel better. Um, uh, this is one thing I'm working on. I'm going to try to be doing this. I may not may not um, do it well in the beginning as I'm figuring it out. Um, I might take baby steps. So having a lot of conversation, but this is what I'm trying. Or mm -hmm, can we mm -hmm. have a longer conversation about this? Because I know it's probably a one sentence thing, mm -hmm. but now it feels like a, a paragraph thing because I don't understand it in myself yet. So really having open communication also lets the people around you um, learn from you you model right, it right and then no one's they can grow with you and exactly. I think that's a, a wonderful way to start healthy boundaries right well our show is over so very briefly can you just tell people how to connect with you yeah so uh, my business is called nurture th the number three healing um and that stands for body mind spirit um, and my website is www.nurture3healing.com. And on there, um, you can get my email, you know, phone number, ways to connect, um, and workshops and stuff, such. So please feel free to reach out and email. I love to hear from people. Um, and Lucy, thank you so much for um, the conversation today. I always oh, love it's, it's been fun. And we'll see you again towards the end of August. So have a wonderful spring and summer. And everybody out there, please go and make this your very best life. Share the show with others so that they learn how to set healthier boundaries. Talk to you next time, Gina. And uh, everybody, we'll see you next week.
Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.